0: Hello and welcome to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. I'm Emma, a mama of two girls, an ex-nursery practitioner and the creator of the Non-Perfect Parents Club. The Non-Perfect Parents Club is all about support, honesty, truths, acknowledging that none of us can be perfect parents because it's impossible and basically just speaking the unspoken. The only rule here is no judgment allowed. I love hearing people's stories, I love finding out about other parents, their family dynamics, their values and how they tick. So that is what this podcast is going to be. Some great honest conversations about parenting, hopefully delving into some nitty-gritty thoughts and feelings that will make us all laugh, cry and say a big sigh of relief.
1: I can only talk about our personal experiences. Um in the live tonight and give an honest account of what we've yep. been through and how it was for us and um, i know there's lots of common themes um surrounding baby and child loss when it comes to grief and the emotions yep. that come with that grief and um, but as i say it's just this live is a full account of of our grief as a family
0: hey, hello everyone so we're gonna make a proper start now i'm emma from the non-perfect parents club and this is Chelsea from Matilda's Mission. Tonight is an open conversation about baby loss because this week is Baby Loss Awareness Week. I've got some questions that I'm going to ask you. Absolutely, that's fine. Um, I hope, like, I'm always conscious that I get, like, um, wording and terminology and stuff like that right. So if I don't, please correct me. Don't I not be offended. Absolutely. Um. Okay, so um, my first question is... Tell us about Matilda's
1: mission. Oh, there we go. (laughs) First question. Um, So Matilda's mission um, was set up earlier this year. Um, We launched officially January this year and we offer peer support to local families affected by pregnancy, baby or child loss. Um, It's been a bit of a whirlwind um, 10 months from the moment that we set up to to present. Um, We offer um, different bits and pieces throughout each month. So Mm -hmm. each month we offer a sibling soft play session. So that's held at Saltaire, yeah. and we hold that for living siblings, again, affected by any form of pregnancy, baby yeah. or child loss.
0: Okay.
1: Um, Matt, my partner, holds a dad drop-in at the Gallico oh. Lounge in Lancaster, really relaxed and informal again. Yeah. Um, and the dad's just me. I th- from what I've heard, never been to one, yeah. um, but from what I've heard, just general chit-chat. They talk about sports, politics, work, family yeah. life. and um, They talk about the, their little ones yeah. as well, yeah. the babies, Um the children that, that have died. Um, and then we hold a walk for adults as well. The reason we hold an adult-only walk is that it's a safe place for those that yeah. don't have living children yeah. at home. Um, everything that Matilda's mission offer is fully funded and free of charge, so we can remain accessible to any family within the local area that does require that support. Um, the family won't mind me saying that um, when we set Matilda's mission up, my brain works at 110 mile an hour constantly. I moan that I'm busy, but then I can't sit yeah, still yeah. and have a moment to myself. <laughs> like um, and we were we were given kickstart funding by Bay Medical Group, which helped I us massively. Yeah. Um, in the early stages, I think me and Matt just thought, "Oh, we will fund Matilda's yeah. mission. Um, so Bay Medical Group gave us some kickstart funding, which really, really helped us. And then, sadly, on Boxing Day last year, a local little boy, um, precious, precious little boy, Alexander, um, very suddenly and unexpectedly passed away. Um, And with the help of his family and friends, they raised a very substantial amount of money for Matilda's mission, which has allowed us to do a lot more, um, very quickly, actually. So we've been able to since offer um, activities for more... um, for older siblings so more yeah. age appropriate activities yeah, yeah. so we took a group of older siblings bowling and for lunch we held a family fun day in july we also offer sibling boxes um across the bay yeah, area okay. so to any family and um, they're only going out to child loss families at the moment um with the view of being launched to maternity bereaved okay. siblings yep. too so we have currently been able um well, sadly, being able to issue 24 sibling boxes cross-bay okay. since the launch of them in April. Yeah. So that's twenty family, Barrow, Kendal, Lancaster and surrounding areas. Them boxes are completely made up, age and gender specific. Okay. Um, it's really important to us at Matilda's Mission, I must be clear, we are not trained professionals by any right stretch of the imagination were just two bereaved parents that realised there was a gap in support in the area yeah. and wanted to try and fill that yeah. gap. Um, but one thing I'm quite keen on doing, well we are keen on doing, is ensuring that the wider family are included in that yeah. peer support that is available. Um, whilst parents are often at the centre of the loss, you do ha- have sometimes them living children at home you have wider family members of grandparents aunts uncles cousins etc and they all too feel that ripple effect of the grief and so it's really really important and i think with children that you try and work with their grief in the early stages because i do feel that that can help shape them later on in life as I say, I'm yeah, no specialist yeah. by any means, but um it's been a real, real honour for us, um both Matt and I, to meet some of these wonderful families yeah. that we have this year. They've all got a different story, yeah, but they've all got that love for yeah. a child yeah. um, and that unites them. Um I really wish these families weren't coming together by yeah, any means. Not, yeah, I really, yeah. really wish that we weren't meeting these families. But what's really, really precious for us is seeing these families come together, unite, they're together yeah. in solidarity, and they're just coming together, friendships are being formed yeah. amongst the little siblings as well. That's really yeah, precious yeah. for us to yeah. see the siblings together. Um, the siblings coming together and, and the parents just mm-hmm. to know, actually, I'm not alone. Yeah. Um, there yeah, is yeah. somebody else that yeah. kind of feels the way I feel or feels yeah. the way I once felt. Yeah. once upon a time you're
0: creating that support and you're giving them
1: that place aren't you and it
0: baby loss and child loss it's that it is still I know there's a lot more now but it is still such like a taboo subject and I think when you've not experienced it you don't know what to do mm -hmm. um so there isn't that
1: kind of stuff when you do go through it that's it and it, it it's hard because it's a grief like no yeah, other. It's yeah. just completely unimaginable. Um, and I don't think you... You don't want anyone else to get it. No. You don't want anyone else to be wearing the shoes or walking the days that you're walking. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, bringing these families together um, gives us the drive and determination to yeah. keep on going. And as I say, it's a, it's an honour to be learning about so many precious little ones yeah. along the way. I just wish we could do more. We can't fix it. We can't make it better. But we can provide a listening ear. Yeah. And it sounds awful. We follow no agenda. Yeah. We don't sit there each month and go, do you know what? This is what we're going to talk about today or what has made you feel terrible. And I sound awful when I say it. One thing that I didn't want Matilda's mission to become was the kind of version of, sitting around a table together yeah. and crying. that support works for some people and we were very lucky that we did have that support but from another local charity called Tiger Lily um, Trust yeah. um, and Val, the founder yeah. of Tiger Lily she's, she's amazing, incredible she? yeah. Yeah. absolutely incredible um, and we were really lucky in our area when Matilda was still born um, Val Val did offer the support yeah. in our area but due to the work demands in different areas yeah. um, Val kind of her energy and time into them but she still offers the support boxes to to our hospital which we're really really grateful for um but yeah we don't follow an agenda it's just really relaxed and chilled and more than anything just knowing that you're in the company of somebody else that does perhaps get how you might be feeling people can share as much or as little um as they'd like
0: and i guess sometimes that's all people will need in that moment like you i mean I'm obviously not experienced in this area, so i I can't say from that point of view, but you know you, I presume that you're not always want you're gonna want to go somewhere and have to talk about this or that, or you know you sometimes I guess it will be enough in that moment to
1: just have people around you that understand yeah absolutely and if three Matilda's mission, there's some of these families now quite a lot of them that. I'd actually deem as friends yeah, um, that I talk absolutely. to regularly, yeah. um, and it's again not just about being there through their grief, seeing some of their happier times as well yeah. and their successes. Um, <coughs> <coughs> excuse me, seeing their successes. Sorry, you're all
0: right. I'll just add <coughs> Diana's commented saying, "And we are, and we as a family
1: are really happy, but sad we met you all." Oh thank you Diana. it's a, it's a, an absolute honor to be getting to know you all and um especially especially little lady um and thank you another question okay, i feel like a lucky well. dipper. of questions <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so this one tell us your why why you started matilda's mission if you're okay to Yeah that.
1: absolutely so um as Matilda's mission aside um am mum of four and I work as well, work part-time as a health and safety advisor in the construction civil engineering industry. In 2017, we had our first child, Jackson. um, um, Oh, he's a beautiful little boy. He had to come down and have a nose before (laughs) what you're up to. Um, And then we'd had some um, medical issues and then some unexplained infertility concerns with regards to trying to conceive Jackson. And then we had been referred for IVF. We were a week off getting our IVF protocol, and then we found out we were pregnant. And then probably far too much information, but I guess you're all here for the stories. Um, When Jackson was 15 months old, um, Matt and I did what we need to do to conceive a baby. And it was just the day after, I was like, oh was like, I think I'm mid-cycle. And then just kind of forgot about it, parked it, left it. And I think because we'd had such a time um, with, as I said, the medical issues and the um, unexplained infertility concerns, that that one time that we do unprotected it's probably not going to happen yeah, yeah. and lo and behold it did, it did yeah. and I we always laugh because I was saying Matilda's pregnancy come as a surprise Matt's like how oh, do you think it's come as a surprise <laughs> it's like you're you're a mother you're a grown-up you don't need to know about birth and of these. but anyway um We fell pregnant. I found out at the end of June in 2018, we were pregnant, and I cried for weeks every time I thought about being pregnant. I think it was because Jackson was still so little. We were really, really in that moment of enjoying um, parenthood. He was an absolute dream. I'd gone back to work full time over four days. Everything was just working well. We'd established a really, really wonderful routine. But then, as soon as that shock, unsurprising shock, (laughs) subsided, (laughs) and um, we, were, we were absolutely chuffed and um and I look back now and I think the naivety I was like oh wouldn't it be lovely if we had a girl a boy and a girl a boy and a girl and then we did we found out at um, 16 weeks that we we're expecting a girl and I remember sharing as a cover picture on Twitter it was a hand-drawn image off Google and it was a mum and dad a boy and a girl do you know like you stick yeah, drawing yeah. you do yeah, as a child yeah, yeah so I was like oh wow family's made this is yeah. it Um, Long story short, really healthy textbook pregnancy. So we thought um, every scan was fine. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail because in 2019 and 2020 we went over it and we went over it time and time again and I think there comes a point well for us certainly we've had to come to a point where we've parked certain yeah. things but long story short at 36 weeks I had a routine consultant appointment and I asked for a scan in that appointment because something just didn't feel right to me yeah but it wasn't a medical justification for a scan my instinct wasn't just quite enough yeah so we left that appointment and um, that was just two days after my friends and family threw me a surprise baby shower. So the baby shower was the Saturday, the routine consultant appointment was on the Monday. And then on the Tuesday, Jackson, had um, he'd had a viral infection for a few days. So we're like, right, do you know what? He's much better to say, get up, get ready, let's get out. Yeah. Um, and he was my focus. And then the Tuesday evening, I went to bed and I felt a few like pains I'd not felt mm-hmm. before, but just didn't even think anything of yeah. it. And it, at the time, it didn't even alert me enough to anything. And then the following day, again, Jackson was much better, so we'd gone out with my sister, we'd gone round to my sister's for lunch. And it was just when I got home, and you know when you touch like you your bump? Yeah. And I was like, she's not moved. And I was like, when did yeah. I last feel a move? Yeah. I thought, she's not moved all day. My bump just felt exactly the same. And chocolate and apple juice was Matilda's G meal up. I had a bit of both and nothing happened and it was at that point I knew that we'd lost Matilda but I didn't do anything. I didn't tell Matt, I didn't go to the hospital, Um, I didn't do anything and I went into the spare room, didn't get any sleep, avoided Matt purposely the following morning and then I rung him and I had a routine midwife appointment that Thursday anyway and then i rung matt and i was like yeah something's not right Job jackson at playgroup got to my midwife appointment mm-hmm. and i was always one of those because i was at work i was in the waiting room early for my appointment yeah. so i was a busy mum didn't want to be rushing round here there and everywhere um, I sat in my car and i was just just hysterical yeah. and then i was, went in literally with a minute to spare it felt like I'd only just sat down when I'd been called in and then I went in and I just broke down to my midwife and she was like, what on earth is the matter? And I was like, I know I've lost her. Mm, yeah. And then Sarah did the scan and, and couldn't find a heartbeat. And Sarah and Kim, um, Sarah has become a friend of ours now and she was our community midwife. Right. And um, she's an incredible lady. And they were both just trying to provide us that reassurance because they can't give us any yeah, answers no. there and then. And then that's where the protocol kicked in. The call was made to delivery suite. They both held me. They knew there and yeah. then what had happened, but they couldn't give us any information. And then Sarah called Matt for me. Right. and And I remember her saying he was expecting my call. And right. then he came in then... um, about 20 minutes later. He'd got stuck trying to come out of the turnstiles at work. And then I remember him walking in and he he shouted at me and then he shouted at Sarah and Kim and was like, You you know what's gone on. If you if you thought there was any chance you would have rung an ambulance by now. And then that's when we went to the delivery suite, and yeah. what we already knew well, what I already knew yeah. was confirmed. Um, so again, long story short, it um there's processes that have to be followed. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd begged for a C-section, that's another mm. story. Yeah. Um and then we actually, when our um, options were discussed calmly to us, and again I say calmly, I look back at that moment. Like, How can you even make any decisions yeah, in the moments yeah. when you, your life literally shatters? Yeah. You were would you to have an elective section at thirty nine weeks, so we're three weeks off having our baby, and then it's like, yeah, what what is life now?
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So literally within two hours of. It being confirmed that Matilda had died, we're like, right, well, we need to make a decision on how she's coming out. And the Matt and I had some time. At Lancaster we have a maternity bereavement suite and right. it backs out onto a garden. So um, you can see the garden from the antenatal yeah. um, scanning room. Right. So Matt and I were sat in the garden and we're like, right, we need to decide. And we thought, do you know what, actually, we've got such an emotional recovery ahead of us. Yeah. Let's try and eliminate the physical recovery okay. as much as we can. Yeah. So we opted for an induced labour, but the the induction process, when you find out your baby's died intrapartum, is quite
0: yeah.
1: long and drawn out. So. I had to have a tablet which tricks your body into thinking it's no longer pregnant anymore. Yeah. And then we we chose to come home mm. to pack the bags and yeah. to have a couple of hours with Jackson. Then we yeah, dropped yeah. him off at my sister's. <clears throat> and then we had to go back in the following day to have another tablet to support the other tablet you've already had to trick yeah. your body into thinking it's yeah, no longer yeah. pregnant. And then you've got to wait eight hours between that tablet and your pessary for right. your induction. Okay. So then we started the induction process on the Friday evening. And do you know what? Our labour was absolutely textbook. It was gorgeous. Just the whole process. I always, always say, I wish I could go back to the moment. We're in utter despair, and it was so sad, but we had some really, really precious moments within that, with conversations that we had with certain people, just my body doing what it needed to do. There was moments I remember laughing and thinking, how could we even be laughing in these moments? And we got some pictures, Matt and I, selfies with Matilda's bump, even though we knew what the outcome was going to be, just to try and relish in yeah, any possible yeah. moment that we could, that we had left. And um, 14 hours, it was a slow labour. It progressed really, really quickly. Um, and that's one thing I've always struggled with a little bit is Jackson was an emergency C-section because my right. body wouldn't do what it needed it's to do. Doing. But even though our outcome was what it was with Matilda, yeah, my body did it what right, it needed yeah. to do. Um, and, yeah, the the... The labour and the birth was lovely. We had a really encouraging midwife. Um, well, we had wonderful midwives caring for us through our slow labour. In the birth, I was encouraged. I was uh, was given the breathing techniques. Choices were given. How right. do, you, do you want the lighting on? Do you want music yeah. on? It everything was just made as peaceful as yeah. it could be for us. Um. But yeah, it there's um there's a massive deafening silence when it comes to birthing a stillborn yeah, baby this
0: is I mean I've spoken a few years ago um I did a an awareness topic like this and I met with a mum um and we talked about her son who was a stillborn Daniel and we we just kind of discussed this and mm. you know it's I, I can't even comprehend you know because when you give birth that's I think it's instinct, isn't it? Yeah, you are listen listening for a listen, cry, and you're you? are waiting for the cry, and mm-hmm. like, obviously you know that's not going to happen, but...
1: It's, it's weird, though, because even, like, you are still kind of waiting for it. Um, it. It's weird. And then I think that's when your reality actually sit, hits, yeah, when you don't hear just, that, that cry, and you're like, Do you know what? what, this isn't a dream, this is our yeah. reality. Um <clears throat> Again, I remember saying to our midwives that were caring for us, I don't want to be left alone with her. Yeah. I'd Googled stillborn babies. I don't know why yeah. I was expecting to see my daughter on Google, because I didn't. Yeah. And just like any other living baby, these babies are beautiful within yeah. their own rights, and yeah. they they are their own baby, and every child is, is different. Yeah. Um but I remember saying I don't want to, I don't want to see her, I don't want to be left alone with her, I don't want to touch her, mm. and then as soon as she was born, yeah. that motherly instinct just yeah, kicked yeah. in. Do you think? I, do you think that's fear? I think it absolutely was because I didn't know what I was, ex- yeah. I didn't know what I was facing. Yeah. I didn't know what was going to be looking back at me. Um, yeah. There's features that come with stillborn babies yeah. that you don't have with a with a living child, and. Um, but we were we were encouraged. We weren't pressurised but we were encouraged to do things. I had skin to skin with Matilda. Yeah. That post birth bath that you have. Yeah. Had that Matilda come in with me yeah. and we were we we had some real precious times with her. There was ten days between Matilda's birth and funeral. Um we had her with us for thirty six hours and then we handed her over to the mortuary. Um but then even when she was in the mortuary we, we could go and visit. The mortuary right. team were okay. incredible we castings were done and um, which yeah, are just there like um hand and footprints lots of hair
0: yeah.
1: yeah so it was just very much like we were encouraged to have their memories and that's one thing that i'm really grateful for Um. obviously the, i wish nothing more than matilda being yeah. here and being alive but sadly she isn't but i think this day and age where we're at now bereavement care has evolved so much yeah and really. we i don't lucky's not the word but I'm going no. to say lucky yeah. I think we're very lucky when we we're in the situation that we're in now years ago it was just crack on, go home yeah. your baby was taken away, you didn't know where your baby was yeah. taken you weren't encouraged to spend time with that baby, no. create memories so bereavement care has absolutely yeah. evolved um, so we're quite lucky with that and as I say we, we were able to create some wonderful, wonderful memories yeah. and keepsakes with Matilda and um, and that's one thing, it's it's really warming to see that other families have that. They become the most prized possessions ultimately yeah. because you, yeah. you're never going to get them back again. No. no. So yeah, there's Matilda. I, I'll cut it down because I couldn't <laughs> it talk all night long, <laughs> especially about Matilda. Um, so I'm going to flip what next question I was going to ask
0: because there's a question that I'd written to put next, but instead I'm going to ask... How do you keep on living after you lose your baby?
1: There's two choices. There's one you don't keep on living or you do keep on living. Um, Life, well, for us, it felt like it stopped for quite some time. Um, I often say we're really lucky to have Jackson at home. Um, We had... A reason we had a purpose. We had to keep going, good, yeah. even on the days that we didn't want to keep going. We had no choice. We had to give him some normality. I do say now, looking back, sometimes it felt like we had to keep our grief closed till in a box till seven, half seven at night. Do you know when yeah, he was in bed, and, and then it the the all yeah. come out. But we had to keep going. Life felt oh, for ages. Even when life started moving again it felt much slower for right. for us as individuals yeah. and as a family. And then, now it's okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we will always be missing one, but yeah. life feels as normal as it probably ever can do. We'll never get over it, and I wouldn't no. want to get over it, no. because if I'm getting over it, that means I'm forgetting about her and I'm yeah. never going to forget about her. She's a part of us as, a, as individuals, as a couple, as a family. Um Yeah, and I wouldn't want to get over her at all. No. But I think there becomes a stage in life where you learn to manage your grief. So, yeah. Yeah. If that sure. makes sense yeah, whatsoever. Make sense. If somebody had told me that in twenty nineteen, do you mm-hmm. know in three and a half years you'll actually guilt free smile again. There's still moments where I'm yeah, like, This is really course, heavy. Yeah. Um but the the grief consuming days are a lot fewer now yeah. than they are, but they hit harder now because I'm not used just, to them. Yeah. But in the earlier days when they were heavy, and um, it was hard. But yeah, so the answer is, it, we, we had to keep going. Yeah. It just happened at a, a very slow, yeah, slow just to, pace. Yeah. yeah. Um.
0: Okay. So why is there a need for Matilda's mission? Oh,
1: <laughs> um. As I said before, I just feel that there was a little bit of a gap um, uh-huh. in the local area, um, and we've been in contact. Well, say been in contact. We've had a lot of families reaching to us. Um, we've had the police refer families into us. We've okay. had um, Bay Medical Group refer families into yeah. us. Um, our m- maternity bereavement services cross Bay they let people know about us we have specialist bereavement nurses they let people know about us um, and as i say we've had a lot of local families being in touch with us since we've set up some families we've had have made contact with us once and then we've responded and then it's not gone any further than that yeah. again what we do is absolutely at the pace of the family's yeah. needs and then there's other families that have regular contact with us, and as I said, some of them have. It's become we've been connected yeah. through circumstances yeah, yeah. and the loss of a baby or a child, but it's like they've become friends. And yeah. yeah, so that I definitely feel that there is a need for yeah. for more services. One thing that does make me sad is whilst we do have cancer care locally that offer amazing bereavement support yeah. and it's not just for um, families affected by cancer and um, I do think our area it's a bit of a postcode lottery I personally find with bereavement care yeah. when it comes to child loss and baby loss and um, if you go to a big city it can sometimes be accessible really quickly and then we can have specialist support referrals taking 20 weeks wow. within our area Gosh. and that is really really sad yeah. For families, because ultimately <coughs> you have families that find themselves in them um, utter pits of despair of grief, yeah. and that's, that's a specialist long time support. When you're in that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, long term plan is I would like Matilda's mission to be in the, in the position where we can offer um, funded um, specialist support for families. So, that wouldn't be with myself, it's just yeah. where us as a group yeah. funds that. F- yeah. for for other families. Okay. Sorry, I think no, I might no, really have a
0: question. you got a question?
1: Oh no, I'm sure I read it. There we go. <laughs> oh, sorry, just a friend. I've watched some of the live. Had. M- had me emotional for you i follow matilda's mission always feel like you guys smash it just wanted to send some love <laughs> so, i didn't know about anything when i was giving you name you friend uh, actually diana i do remember this um after charlie um again bay medical group they hold so many amazing community yeah, yeah. different groups um and I'd gone down at the start because there was so there's so many things that go on in our local community that I hadn't even been aware of. Yeah. So I was on maternity leave with Edie. I've had two babies yeah. since Matilda. And I was on maternity leave with Edie and I'd gone down to one of the Bay Medical Group events, you know, just to get a feel for yeah, what goes yeah. on. And Bay Medical's group, social prescribers, they're amazing, They're absolutely amazing people. So I'd gone down and um, there was a lady present at one of them and she was like, oh, um, what is it you do? So I got telling her about Matilda's mission yeah. and then she let Diana know about us. Um, that's one thing as well that we, you find. um, And this isn't me being um critical of any service that is provided mm-hmm. locally, but I do find that it's inconsistent. Information that's given isn't consistent okay from it could be from one channel if that makes sense you might find one specialist that tells lots of people and then you might find another one that might tell certain people yeah and ultimately peer support isn't for everyone it absolutely isn't and and we're fine with that yeah we're just here in the background if anyone needs us yeah and when they need us
0: yeah um what things have you got planned for matilda's mission what do you want to ad- what do you want to do achieve what are your goals so we've touched
1: on a, a couple already so we've got um a matilda mission halloween party but oh. so well i'll go i'll start it's a bit of a busy month for matilda's mission this <laughs> month actually so we've got our usual monthly events on and then on saturday um we are holding our first matilda mission um wave of light up mm-hmm. at williamson's park so contacted the council um, and the lighting company and they're lighting up the memorial in baby loss awareness colours and we're holding an informal um, kind of little service there. We've got some candles to give out, um, little memorial cards to give out. Um, and be saying a few words again just really relaxed and informal to bring families together so we've got our first one of them on saturday so anyone affected by again pregnancy baby or child loss is more than welcome to come with that wider family members are welcome along with siblings and we've got a matilda mission halloween party at the end of the month so we're just really really lucky um that we the venue have just done us an amazing offer. We've got a free bounty castle. Oh. We've had pumpkins donated by a local um, supermarket. Mm. there will be drawing competition. Just a, just, a day for yeah and I think we've got twenty-three children oh, wow. coming. So again these are siblings or cousins, yeah. um yeah. local siblings or cousins. So we've got that planned. Um we are gonna hold a grandparent event. Okay. Um I'm gonna flip back. We also held a pre-Father's Day activity, a group mm-hmm. of dads went axe-throwing. Oh,
0: wow. Um,
1: <coughs> we held a pre-Mother's Day activity, and we had a trained florist, the Quirky Petal. Oh,
0: right. Not
1: sure if you've met Kate no, from the Quirky no. Petal. Um, and she, there was 13 mums there, and a, well, oh, out wow. of that group of 13, sorry, there was some grandpa- some grandmothers some, there yes. as well, and they were taught how to put together a um bowl floral yes. arrangement. So yeah there's lots going on lots planned so as i said um some more grandparents stuff um would like to go ahead i want to organise some more age appropriate um sibling events for the older mm-hmm. siblings um this specialist support that is a long term planning yeah. is, we're going to need Quite a few more funds in the bank yeah. to to be able to to set that up. Right, yeah. I would never want us to overcommit and not yeah. be able to deliver. Yeah. um, I've got a couple of meetings coming up with different people locally, um, to have a look at pregnancy after loss support okay. and things. Um, so yeah, quite a lot going on. My mind just runs at one hundred and ten now. Yeah. So just <laughs> as I box one thing off, I'm like, oh, let's start yeah. again. Yeah, um, but we're really lucky be, with Matilda's mission. Some of the the parents that that have come into Matilda's mission they they always help with events and things oh, that's so yeah nice. it's yeah, handy so it's not all sort of no everyone new... mucks in yeah, I think I think lovely. that's where the motherly instinct comes into yeah. everybody everyone yeah. just mucks in yeah. even the adult wars. We just go yeah, you? yeah. Every, there's always someone there to give you a hand with the bruise yeah. everyone just yeah. mucks in together oh. so oh a ball we did talk about a ball didn't we for next year I think Diana's just desperate for the ball going we? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah fun day next mm-hmm. year um, Diana's been great for coming together with some fundraising mm-hmm. ideas again just what we on about fundraising ideas we've just been blown away I never yeah. ever imagined that um, so early on in the journey of trying to set up a local peer support community yeah. group well it's, it just blows me away every time I think about it yeah. you know just the support the kindness and the generosity of people we personally have a friend that she puts money into the Matilda Mission Bank account each month to fund a sibling oh, wow. box yeah. we have somebody else that puts money in each month to fund one of our activities whether that be yeah. a sibling soft play um we've had other families that in memory of their little one they've put in a donation yeah. so it's we yeah it, it's just it's blown us away but as i say eventually um some specialist support is in there it's been really hard because it's been a whirlwind. Um, yeah. I desperately need to get our governing doc sorted, finalised, and get that into the Charity Commission yeah, and hopefully yeah. apply for charity status. Yeah. Then that would open so many more doors yeah. for us. It's been one of them things I was hoping to have in submitted by now. Um, they're still on post-Covid backlog as well, yeah, so yeah, something so. that used to take a few months. I think it's, it's well, taking eight yeah. months now right? Just to, just to be reviewed and there's still nothing saying that, you're going yeah. to be granted that charity status. But that is something that we that we will be working towards very yes. soon and then hopefully yeah. that will help open up so many more yeah. doors yeah. for the future of Matilda's mission. So what?
0: what's your <coughs> long-term mm-hmm.
1: vision? As long as Matilda's mission is needed within the local area mm-hmm. for our families, Matilda's mission will carry on going. Mm-hmm. I've not got a time frame on it i'm very much like it will come to a natural close when it's yeah. meant to come to a natural close and um, but yeah for now um i will we'll keep going am i just rambling now no, not <laughs> at all.
0: um what do you want people who haven't experienced baby loss
1: to know it's unprecedented your friends and your family did not want to be walking in these shoes mm-hmm. that they find themselves in. Um, you need to be patient yeah. with your friends and family. You need to be present. You need to show up. You need to put up. It. It's tough, and it's tough for everybody in that situation. It, I look back now and I think, I used to take people so literal and think, I wish they hadn't said that. They shouldn't have said that. They shouldn't have done this. They and I just think, nobody knew what to say or do and people had the right intention just didn't feel like that at the time Yeah. Um, and you'd think you wouldn't think of them things because you have so much mm. else going on but you just need people to show up be constant as well yeah. don't be present and then just disappear because as I said before the people at the centre of this grief and um, the parents, the siblings, the grandparents their life stand still for so long and then even when it starts moving again it's slow moving and yeah show up be constant be caring kind considerate and you can't go far wrong I don't have all the answers but if I can ever help anybody Mm -hmm. that has not experienced the significant loss of a child and you're not sure what you can do to help or what to say, what to do. The inbox for Matilda's Mission or myself personally is yeah. always open. Always. Not got the answers, but I'm happy to help if <laughs> I can. Um, and we've maybe possibly covered this.
0: So this is my last question. What are things that friends and family could do to support? So
1: uh, There's lots kind of, of, of talk said, about this. Sort of? yeah. um, so it. I hear it a lot. Just again, as I've just said then, yeah. show up, be yeah. constant. Be kind, caring, considerate. Um, just going to tell, tell you about my best friend. I was due to go for lunch with her because I was still entitled to my nine months maternity. Yeah. I did only take 11 weeks in the end. Right. I just needed to give myself a break from the grief. It was too soon in hindsight, but at the yeah. time, that's what felt right. And I was due to go for lunch with my best friend and I cancelled. And um, she turned up at my door and brought lunch to me and I still remember that and she knew that I wasn't up for it and again just being patient yeah you're changing so many ways um I didn't just grieve for my baby dying I for a long time grieved my former self yeah the confidence that came with the old me um the personality that came with the old me, everything has changed, yeah. and you have to find yourself as that new person. So just being patient. Show up. Um, cooked meals, or yeah. meal um, another family um, that we know they're wonderful. Um, they find they found that meal vouchers helped right. um, for like f- freshly prepared yeah, cooked yeah. meals. So meal vouchers, including the living siblings as well. One of my cousins turned up. Jackson is. Port pie connoisseur and he has been from being <laughs> about eighteen months. And she turned up with some pork pies for him. And mm. again, just little things. It's yeah. not about and gifts and flowers. It's just about little... showing up. Yeah. And, and being present. Yeah. So okay.
0: yeah. Yeah, so that was my last question. Um so we have got, got... Yes. I'll let you <laughs> do That's gone.
1: fine, don't worry. So for our memorial service on um, Saturday at Ashton Memorial, we asked um, local families if they'd like to include their their little ones um, at all. We've created a name list. Um, We have got permission from the majority of these families. There are a couple on here that we haven't, but these are just really special um, local families that we've got to know. Um, So we are in Baby Loss Awareness Week which for for Matilda's mission it's not just about the babies it's about the children and the the child loss families too. Um, So Baby Loss Awareness Week is about us remembering all of these babies and all of these children. And um, so we just wanted to read out um the names of the the children. So we'll be remembering children across the globe yeah. this week. Um, absolutely, and especially now in, in the wave of light at seven o'clock on on Saturday. Again, you don't need to be in this baby lost community to light your candle. And um, the awareness is more for people that aren't in the the baby lost child loss community. So, yeah, so we'd just like to read out and uh, just take a, a minute to remember all these um precious um, little ones to us. So, okay, do you want me to start? Yeah, we go on.
0: Alexander Paul Bowes, is it Bowes? Bowes, Bowes. yeah. Alfie Wood. Alyssa Marie Holroyd. Amber Rose. Annabelle June Bowker. Avery May Butler. Baby Collinge. Baby Hullcoat B. Baby Star. Baby T, Bailey, Bella May, Benji Gunn, Brodie Ellis Chalmers, Charlie Shaw, Eileen Turim, Eliza Bernadette Benson, Finn, Florence Willow Patterson, Florrie Taylor, Gemma Dawson, George Marshall Higginson, Harry Jonathan Charles Holden, Jacob, Laurel, Little Polar, Little Puffin, Matilda Evelyn Walker, Roman Frankie
1: Tomlinson. Ronnie John Forrester Collins. Riley Chops. Willow. Willow Charlton. Woodtickle and Zach. Okay.
0: So, thank you. No, thank you. So if um I've tagged Matilda's mission page on the title, um you go and you can follow that and any questions or anything that we've mentioned feel free to drop chelsea a message
1: absolutely only ever a message away whether that's for somebody that just needs a listening ear and matilda's mission whether it be matt with a dad or a non-birthing partner or myself and and being a parent grandparent if i can ever help with anything i absolutely always will so please do (coughs) excuse me feel free to drop us a message
0: Okay, anything else you want to add? No, good. Thank you. Thank you so much. much. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. (coughs) Bye. Thank you. Bye.